Welcome to Mom Fashions, an honest discussion about the beauty and burdens of motherhood. I'm Emily. I'm Beth, and we're your hosts. We hope these next few minutes encourage, inspire, and remind you that we are all in this together. This is Mom Fashions, a Fort Worth Moms blog production. Episode 7, What I Wish I Knew About Childbirth. Hi friends, this is Mom Fashions, and this is Beth. Today we're going to be talking about birth. I have my friend Emily and my friend Lauren here, and they're going to be sharing some of their experiences with you. So Lauren, tell us, you are about to have your second baby. How far out from giving birth to this second one are you? A lifetime, (laughs) aka two months. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Those last few weeks are just dreadful. Yes, I've gotten back into just being so tired and nausea and feeling huge. (laughs) Yes, I remember with my first child towards the end, I actually got stuck in one of those shopping cart catchers at Hobby Lobby. (laughs) I was stuck sideways and just kept like backing up, moving forward, backing up until finally I just figured out how to finagle my way out. But Yeah, it's a rough time at the end there. So today we're going to share a little bit about our birth stories, which I know uh, some people love and some people would rather not hear the details. But we're going to share a little bit of our own experiences because each of us have had very different birth stories. Both of you had at least one child by a cesarean. So what tips would you give to moms who either have a planned C-section coming up or may find that their birth plan changes um, on the day of the birth. Like, what are some tips for that operating room? I think for me, the biggest thing in the operating room was to communicate with the um, anesthetician and my nurses and even my doctor because knowing what was going on made it a lot easier. And even telling them, instead of panicking and freaking out, just telling them, okay, I feel like I'm about to to have a panic attack, so that they could help me ahead of time. Communication was key in those moments because you do feel like you've lost some control. I think especially for moms who went in thinking that they were going to have a vaginal birth and end up having a cesarean. And maybe you can talk about that more, Lauren. I completely agree. I wish I had asked more questions or just communicated better. With cesarean, too, I wish that I had known about gentle cesareans. A friend had told me about that. I didn't even know it was a thing that once you have the baby, you can ask, like, just let the doctor know beforehand and they will give you that baby and you can hold the baby on your chest while they're doing everything to put you back together. I didn't know that. I wish I had known that. I think it would have helped calm and ease my nerves more. Yeah, same. I feel like that would have made a difference for me too. Okay, curious minds want to know. If you could tell our listeners, maybe y'all could each give three tips 
of something you wish you'd had with you, maybe a person or a product or something you could have done differently to make your birthing experience smoother or maybe even kind of your first few days postpartum, what would those be? I wish I had, this is such a small thing, but something I never thought about. I wish I had had grippy socks. Like I had regular socks and the hospital floors are so slick. I was worried I was gonna fall the whole time. And I just wish I had some of those like socks you wear in bar class or something. Also all the stool softeners. I wish someone had told me (laughs) (laughs) that first poop, you know, when something comes out of your body that big, you don't want anything else to come out. Yes. For days and days and days. Yes. So all the stool softeners. Um, I also wish that I had a doula or someone, you know, my husband was so supportive. He was so great. So I wish that someone had been there just to kind of like, focus on physical stuff because he was so great at verbal at encouraging me and providing words of encouragement so I just wish someone else had been there to help you know maybe give the massage like trying to help with contractions and maybe help with just important things that we needed to remember like bringing my birth plan (laughs) to the birth (laughs) oh those birth plans they're so tricky yeah, I think having somebody who's not as emotionally involved. Uh, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, doulas are great for that. I think for me, by the time I got to my third birth, I had realized that the one thing that I really wanted with me in the hospital was my own face wash, because oh, yeah. washing your face, like, I don't know, there's just something about it. It's like you're a new woman. And a robe, like a nice comfortable robe so I didn't have to wear those I don't even know what they are they have the snaps and the shoulders but they're open in the back they're like a bed sheet that you just kind of drape on yourself <laughs> they're awful so, so breezy and light oh yes. so breezy and light yes <laughs> and exposing oh my gosh in the weirdest ways like not even normal <laughs> ways just weird ways so yes having my own bathrobe made such a big difference and then if you give birth in a hospital I highly, highly, highly recommend you take home all of those mesh panties that you can get. Amen. They're like rectangle shaped with, I don't know, you could like carry oranges in them or something. (laughs) But they're amazing. Or bananas. bananas. We like produce around here. You know, I actually found a pair the other day and was like, I kind of want to wear these right now. They're so (laughs) nice. They don't make any sense at all, but they are so nice. And I wore them as long as I possibly could. I took home so many mesh panties. So, yeah, I think those are my top items that I would have were I to do it again. I'm also going to throw in there that, you know, there were some points like I love those mesh panties and you have to put you have to like wear those giant like those ginormous pads. Yeah. And I kind of wish that I had like depends or something sometimes that were, that weren't so bulky. Right. Yeah. Yes. My life changer was bringing my own pads, just the ones that I liked that I was comfortable in. So you didn't have to wear like those pillows that they yes, give you yes. with the ice packs in them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Things get weird fast. When you're wearing an ice pack down there. So anyways, yes, Emily, that is what I would recommend. (laughs) That's a great tip. tip. 
Okay, we're going to take a quick break and let y'all listen to some tips that other Fort Worth moms ladies shared with us. We'll be back after the break. Hi, Fort Worth moms. This is Sarah. Just something that surprised me after giving birth was just how ravenous I was. Um, I was breastfeeding and I was hungrier those first couple months breastfeeding than I ever was during my pregnancy. And that was shocking. And also how thirsty I was. I just I couldn't drink enough water and I couldn't eat enough snacks. <laughs> and it's just, it's not anything that anyone told me. And I thought I was abnormal, but I'm not. I think the thing that surprised me the absolute most about giving birth and just post-birth was having to post-baby get up and go to the bathroom. And for me, I had had an epidural and so I was literally hanging on to my nurse um, around her neck as I was trying to go to the bathroom and just, I was not prepared to do that at all. And then I think for me, the next biggest thing was having to wear the mesh underwear with the big um, ice pack pads in it. It's just, it's all the stuff that people don't tell you and they kind of reference or hint towards, but don't actually tell you. Another thing that was really hard for me was that first post baby poop. The first time I went to the bathroom, I was terrified. Thankfully, I did have a friend who told me to take a stool softener, so that did help, but oh my gosh, I was so scared. I have never wanted to poop less in my life. I wish I had more realistic expectations for my body size after birth. Really, you need to hold on to those clothes for a few months they will come in handy. They should be called postpartum clothes after the baby comes. We're back. You're listening to Mom Fashions, a Fort Worth Moms Blog production. I'm Beth and I'm here with my friend Emily. And Emily, we are talking about birth today. And your birth stories are not necessarily unconventional. I think you share your experiences with a lot of women. I think you have beautiful birth stories. If you could share with us a little bit about what your birth stories look like. Surprise! I've never given birth, not one day in my life. But I have two beautiful girls who joined our family through adoption. For moms who are pregnant and are going to deliver their child, a lot of your kind of focus and energy goes into like how your body is getting ready for that, like wanting to make the environment and the circumstances as comfortable for you as possible. There's a lot of thought that goes into just getting ready and making making things for you as supported as they can be. And that's the right thing to do. So an adoptive mom has to take a different approach to that because it actually isn't all about what I would want. It isn't about how I want to be in the room or when I want to hold the baby and all these things. You have to take a more selfless stance and realize that this is still the birth mother's story. And she is the one that needs to be respected in these times because honestly, 
this pregnancy and the adoption plan choices that she's making and the labor of literal love that she is doing right then will be some of the only parenting decisions that she's ever going to be able to make for this kiddo who she loves like a crazy person, you know. And so it's really important, I think, for the adoptive mom to think through those things and to take more of a a backseat role. And that's kind of hard because our hearts are growing at the same rate as a pregnant mom, right? We are yearning and so eager to get our hands and our kisses and our hugs on that little one. But it's part of taking your first steps in and leaning into what it means to be an adoptive mom and learning to encourage and respect and uplift those who have made your family possible. There's nothing wrong with expressing your desires. There's nothing wrong with expressing to the birth family if you have the opportunity to do that, to ask, can you be in the operating room for a a C-section? What are your hopes and dreams? You can share those, but I think it's important to hold those loosely because I mean, everybody may be all on board for everybody to be all together in labor and delivery, but that may not actually happen. And it's of no choice of like the birth mother, because you all know when you get in there, nature and your baby just kind of do what they want to do. You got to be able to roll with the punches because I mean, isn't that like with child rearing, right? We think we have a plan and we want to like, this is how it's going to be. But our kids ruin that for us. They destroy (laughs) it and tell us, no, this is how it's going to go. Isn't it funny that regardless of how we meet our children, because across the board, your birth story is about how you met your child, regardless of how they came into the world. It's just funny to me that your children start out by completely flipping your world upside down one way or another. Right. You can have plans as an adoptive mom, as a birth mom, as a crunchy mom, as an easygoing mom. You can have whatever kind of plans you want, but that baby's going to do what they're going to do. And Emily, I love how you talk about it's your first step of selflessness because motherhood really does strip you of self. Regardless of how you met your baby, That is the day that you laid yourself down and took on this other life. You know, you became mom instead of whoever you were before. It's just a new season, but it changes you. Emily, we've talked some before about our post-birth experiences. And for me, I struggled postpartum with some depression and some other issues. But in talking to you as an adoptive mom, I think we found that we had some similarities in the way that we responded after our children were born. And I think some of that does play into that moment of giving up all of yourself. But talk to me a little bit about that, about not having all of the warm, fuzzy feelings that you feel like you should have. Yes, that is such a great point. And I think is something adoptive moms find shocking sometimes because we have spent some many years, some many months in grief 
over the various losses that we may have experienced, whether that's through miscarriage or the inability to conceive or even just working through some of the losses um, that you kind of see up close and personal with the birth parents, you know, kind of working through all that. And you just think that whenever that baby is placed in your arms, that suddenly all that is going to be like washed away. And you of all the people in the world should never, ever have an ounce of feeling overwhelmed or stressed out. You should feel nothing but grateful and thankful for your baby forever and ever. And I know with my first, they did not hand me the paperwork at my pediatrician's visit because I technically was not postpartum, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are some, I always like really promote adoption as kind of a funny joke, like as a side saying, it's really great because, you know, I am not actually bleeding for six weeks and don't have huge trauma and no scars, like totally fine. I can get up and down out of bed just fine. Like adoption, this is a promo for that alone, right? right? Your body really does just bounce back. Yeah, it it bounces back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any weight to lose. I mean, well, I could probably always use some lose well, some weight, you know. right? You know, whatever. But all of these emotions of suddenly being stripped of some selfish desires like those being forced out and pressed into not getting sleep and then just the big change that comes with one day you're a mother in the day before you weren't like that's true for anybody like one day you were and the other day you weren't um so I did struggle with some just like postpartum identity issues depression even and I felt major guilt and beat myself up Mm -hmm. over that because I thought I I had no right to feel that way. Um, I now know that is a big load of hogwash because, because, yes, your life changes so much and you do have all these emotion and, and even hormonal things that go inside of an adoptive woman that happens when new life like enters your family. So be honest about that um, with your partner, your spouse, your caseworkers, your pediatrician. Call up your OBGYN and, and talk about some of these things, um, you know, that you're feeling. That it's actually really normal to have these kinds of feelings whenever your life has been just turned upside down, like with all the joy you can also simultaneously feel really overwhelmed and really stressed out and honestly, like really ill-equipped. Like that's a scary feeling to just like there is nothing that makes you feel like you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) It's like when you step into motherhood and that can be scary and it's okay to feel that way. You will get to the other side of that. But yeah, that was a big surprise. Totally took me off guard whenever we welcomed our first baby home. Yeah, absolutely. I say this a lot, but I really believe that motherhood is the great equalizer. I think that no matter what your entry into motherhood looked like, we all get to a point where we look around and we think, is somebody really going to let me take this child home? They obviously don't know me. And it's scary. It's really hard. And yes, I totally encourage anybody who is a new mom, second time mom, sixth time mom, to be honest about how you're feeling. Because I think we can be surprised and we can be 
heaped up in shame and mom guilt when we don't just feel happy and grateful for that little baby. And, you know, it's okay that you don't feel gratitude every second. It doesn't mean you love your baby less. It doesn't mean you're not thankful for what you have. It just means that just like for everybody else, motherhood is hard. Your body has been through a lot. Your heart has been through more than it has ever gone through, regardless of birthing or adopting. It affects everything. I've even read about men being affected hormonally after having children, that something changes in them. And so we just have to recognize that going into parenthood is going to change us almost on a molecular level. We're going to wrap up our episode, Mom Visions, today by listening to a few more tips from our friends, letting you know what they wish they knew before childbirth. See y'all next time. Hi, I'm Shalna, and what I wish I had known about birth is that a couple of days after you have that baby, your hormones are going to do some kind of weird black magic shenanigans, and you are going to feel horrible and sad and like you've made the worst decision of your life and that you might not live, and who let you do this? But it's okay, and it passes, and you'll be all right. I wish I hadn't heard so many scary stories about birth. I mean, everybody talks about how painful it is, and how hard it is, and all the complications that can happen and the things that can go wrong. But birth is also really beautiful and empowering. And it's a memory that will be with me for the rest of my life. As always, visit fortworth.citymomsblog.com to see the notes from this show including links to products and content mentioned in this episode. And just one more time, in case you didn't hear, it's fortworth.citymomsblog.com. Fort Worth Mom's Blog.